Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky's spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bello. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Thursday afternoon, another edition of Sandos and the Sidekick on this first day of November crossover season is upon us. The men's basketball team tomorrow night will be uh, have an exhibition contest. They'll play a game uh, for real November 6th. That's when they'll tip it up. The women will be the following Friday when they open up their season on November 9th for head coach Brittany Zell. And, of course, women's soccer this weekend, Friday semifinal action. Volleyball still wrapping up the regular season. Men's soccer is going to get into their postseason uh, soon. The following weekend, again, the 9th, 10th, 11th, that weekend is when the men's soccer tournament Here. will be held at Summers Taylor Stadium. So a lot going on. Football clearly uh, full swing. They play at Mercer in Macon, Georgia, like same place women's soccer tournament. That'll be a Saturday 3 p.m. start. So certainly a lot of things going up. You turn the page from October, it's going to get in the crazy season. I don't know that you're getting a lot of sleep to begin with, but it's going to be a lot less for both of us once uh, we get cranked up uh, here really starting Tuesday, I guess, is when it really starts to take full effect. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, when November hits and we've got a big – I'll just paint a picture because that's our job, right, as uh, kind of radio guys. I know we got a little bit of video here, but for those on uh, the podcast, definitely um, they're listening on SoundCloud. We've got a board in our office. It's four months. And let me tell you, when we hit August, from August to September, October, and November, it's pretty daunting, uh, without a doubt. And so we just today, in fact, last night after the volleyball match for ETSU, dominant again over UNCG, who welcomed back Holly Barons, but it did not help. Another straight set victory for ETSU. UNCG straight setted for the 10th time this year. But after that, we erased October. And we're not putting another month up because November is here and we want to just feel like we've accomplished something in getting past October. It's tough. November now really hits. But that's the beauty of collegiate athletics is when there's more going on, yeah, there's more to do. But you have to embrace it because there's so many exciting things going on at ETSU right now. Um, I had a chance to uh, – and you had a chance to talk to Steve Forbes. I had a chance to talk to Brittany Azell, as we talked about in the program yesterday. And when you see the life in their eyes when they talk about their programs and the level of excitement, which will be reflected then amongst fans once they file into freedom, Hall and into Brooks Gym and when you see the prolificness of the women's basketball team the men's basketball team volleyball and both soccers and obviously football uh, you know I actually talked with Austin Herrick this morning for the route tree uh, because you're going to be on the road with him on Friday as you travel down to Macon and so um, we've got that taped already and let me tell you it's just it's cool to be able to sit down and think about 
how far each of these programs have come to have success. Well, you've been a, a, a little busy because not only did you have to do uh, the route tree early with Austin Herring, but Coach Brittany Zell, you guys, uh, some interview stuff for the yep. league, for some, the makeshift media day yep. they do now. We're pre-recorded. I got a chance to talk to Steve Forbes, so you really got uh, first good taste of crossover season. Well, early mornings, but I'll say this. I was walking in, and I saw Austin Herring walking in, too, and he's like, oh, you know, I uh, – Usually up at like 6 a.m. You know, I'm up pretty much 6 a.m. every day, but you know, this is one of the rare days I'm not. And I was like, boy, 6 a.m. So I stop and think about what we have to do, and then I'm just like, well, let's take a step back and realize everything the oh, athletes yeah, sure. have to do to keep up and ma- maintain their physical fitness and their preparedness for games. So I feel I feel a little better in a strange way. I was like, well. You need to stop feeling sorry for yourself. There's so much going on because think about everything that all these athletes are doing. You know, and no doubt, and, and you know, they, they always forget sometimes that you put the student first, right, yeah. student, athlete. Yep. And so, you know, you think about some of the crazy practice schedules. You think about some of the crazy travel. I mean, I think women's basketball has got a, a stretch right before they go to Vancouver. They play a home game. They're going to go out and play a non-conference game. Then they fly to Vancouver. And then from Vancouver, they fly to South Alabama and play sure. another game. Then they're back. Yeah. And you start looking at all that uh, as they're expected to do well in class. And they have done well in class. And it's obviously something that the ETSU has prided itself on. Uh, you know, the number of three O's, the number that's on the dean's list, number that's on all academic SOCON, uh, president's awards, all that good fun stuff. And we tout at the end of every semester. But I think sometimes that does get lost in the shuffle. Well, and – I think that most telling is when we hear coaches talking about the schedules that they demand of their student athletes. Like Randy Sanders earlier this year, for instance, you know, talked about the need. If you're going to live, breathe, and eat football, you know, and live for football during these four or five months of the year. And, of course, during the offseason, you have your obligations as well. But especially from, you know, July to December, you need to be coming in for treatment. You need to be coming in and watching film of the other team, you know, and preparing for them all week you also need to be watching film of yourself after practice and making sure that you're doing all the right things and honing yourself in for that game as well and when he talks about it it sounds like it's a good 10 12 hours a day and so he says well you know mondays are off day so they can do do classes then now how easy would it be and you or me would probably do this right if monday comes around and you're like boy i'm exhausted this has been a long week i'm gonna sit back watch some tv play some video games do whatever but that's a key day for them so they have to get themselves together and get ready you know to have success in classes too and do all their homework and do their labs and do their classes those days and i tell you that is not easy to maintain a schedule like that it's the same for you know all the student athletes here well that's the thing that draws me crazy when you hear major college football and they talk about oh you know about the students and Yes, well, they generally leave on Friday afternoon, right? They generally don't have class. They leave Friday afternoon. They play Saturday. They, they, you know, Sunday is a day they, they prepare on tape, but there's no class. Think about all the other sports. When volleyball is playing a midweek or basketball or soccer is playing a midweek, 7 o'clock game, four-hour bus ride, get back 2, 3 in the morning, they got to get up to go to class. And that's what yeah. bothers me about the college football argument about, well, we were not considering their students. Or they, I mean, come on, they, they have the – easiest life of all the athletes I'm, I'm sorry they do as far as class schedule and some Travel other now, and, yeah. you know they may you know maybe they get a monday off and it's a school day so you're just worried about that and, and I'm, I'm just saying when you look at the other sports and so, and the crazy schedule i just gave you women's basketball's got this year all other teams kind of have that uh, except for unless you have a thursday night road game i'll give you that if etsu uh which which uh they did charleston southern the first year the other thursday night games have been at home so that's a little easier at the end of the night to, to go get in your own bed but charleston southern we did the day trip uh just because of people's work schedule to to make sure we had a full broadcast crew and you know we left about 11 a.m 12 o'clock here john city drove the five hours did the broadcast you know four four plus 
got back in 2 a.m. You know, back at work Friday was a, was a little tough for all of us. You know, student athletes got to go to class. There's a lot yeah. of that that goes into it that um, they don't get enough credit for. And, and so on top of that, sometimes treatment 6 a.m. Or you know, if, if uh, let's think about this: if you have an injury and you're trying to play the, the that week. You may have to go in the morning, get treatment, then go in the afternoon, get treatment, then yeah. maybe after practice, get treatment. Well, and that's the perfect point about football, too. And not to say this isn't the case in other sports as well, but I think physical health can often break you down mentally, too, right? And so football is such a physical game, and that's where I knew I wasn't cut out to play football, right? I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. Not only the fact that I'm like 5'9", 155, probably would have gotten killed on the football field, but the fact that uh, you know, with all of the exertion that you have, you got to be mentally tough above all else. And so to be able to not only balance everything you're doing, but also putting your injuries out of your mind, and the fact that you do have to go get treatment and putting in the extra time that way I mean that's just uh, uh, it's just incredible what they're able to do and all of the all of the different things that go into playing a collegiate sport and we talk about football but also as you said to travel think about basketball and you're on the road with the basketball team you know often and so well, really every game and so you know that you know when you're traveling you know for full weeks at a time sometimes I mean when do you fit in school they manage it's great well and that's uh, there's no easy way to transition but talking basketball talking traveling uh, reminds me of uh, the the news we got yesterday. Just just awful news. Former ETSU women's basketball coach Karen Kemp, at the age of 55, passed away. And uh, I think I got the I got the message probably about 15 minutes before the coaches show. And so um, uh, family asked not to say anything till, till sort of they were able to tell a lot of uh, other folks and let other family members know. And so I, I was one of the the first of the ETSU family to know. And I mean it was. Uh, it was heartbreaking knowing that to go on air and couldn't talk about it, right, because all the emotions are coming in. But, uh, you know, crazy schedule, this is one of those things. So when Coach Kemp and the Bucks first went to the Atlantic Sun Conference, one of the things that would happen was we didn't travel someone to do the women's game. So I actually uh, would go down Wednesday with the men's team, and let's just use the Stetson Florida Gulf Coast as an example. I would actually go to Stetson with the team on Wednesday. We'd play Thursday. Then we'd drive Friday over to uh, uh, Fort Myers, Florida Gulf Coast. I would do the doubleheader, women's and men's game. The women's team would wait on me. Then I would jump on the bus with them uh, right after the game Saturday, drive back to DeLand, Florida, spend an off day Sunday, then do the broadcast Monday, and then Tuesday come back. So I would be gone a week on the road with both teams and did that every single – it's basically every other week because they stagger it to where you had a, a week here on the road and a week here at home. So I, I got to travel with the women's team a lot uh, and, and got to know Coach Kemp very well. And I knew her way before that because she was the basketball coach actually here when I was in school. She spent 19 years as the head coach in the mid-'90s, was the, the, the head coach all the way through, um, you know, until five years ago until Brittany Zell took over for ETSU women's basketball program. But 19 years at ETSU, uh, was an assistant at ETSU, went to Chattanooga, then came back. TTSU is a head coach who so spent, uh, spent plenty of time. Her kids grew up here, uh, Marcus and Lakeisha. Lakeisha, I think, a junior at Austin P, if not a senior. But she's junior, senior, still playing college basketball. And so a uh, heartfelt loss for Coach Kemp. And, you know, I was trying to think of many, many ways to, to attack this today. And uh, I thought I would just relive a couple of stories, uh, you know, because Coach Kemp always had a smile on her face. And one one of the, the great memories, I think, of um, – Coach Kemp, there were really three. I'm going to give you three, a couple, couple sports-related and a couple non, maybe four. But uh, one of them was when they won the tournament for the first time. They went to back-to-back NCAA tournaments in 07, 08, 08, 09, and, uh, 09, and 10. In 07, 08, when they won, they finally got over that hump and winning uh, the, uh, the championship going into the NCAA tournament. She got hit with a bucket of water, and um, mm-hmm. her trying to 
keep her feet in balance and kind of fell on the chair. And there's a, there's a picture of her just kind of sprawled out, falling on the chair, covered in, in water. And, I mean, just, just one of those situations where she kind of laughed about, uh, you know, she, to be an – she was a two-time All-American basketball player in her own right. But just the fact that uh, she wasn't very athletic in, in heels to, to kind of maintain there and, and go down. So that, that, that was a great memory. She also took me to the tournament um, that year because I actually – missed the last men's tournament going up to that 0708 year because I was over in Iraq and uh, had to had to watch it from the big sandbox over there and so uh, she had talked and the, the staff uh, Dave Mullins athletic director Mike White and I think Karen got together and were like you know hey Jay missed the tournament men didn't get to go maybe it'd be nice if you'd be able to take him and let him you know get get to experience that so coach, coach Kemp let me tag along and went to gone Oklahoma State and Des Moines Iowa and got a chance to to enjoy that and uh, you know uh, a lot of people, I guess, don't don't realize. I probably haven't talked about it a lot, but really, you know, like a lot of soldiers, you come back, you get reacclimated, you struggle. I have a couch bed uh, in my office. I used to sleep in. I didn't sleep in my apartment. I would actually just sleep in the couch bed. And Coach Kemp would come in in the morning. Sometimes I'd be obviously sleeping there. I'd be the first one in the office. And I think she eventually found out I was sleeping there. So then she started to bring me meals and uh, other things. And uh, as a, as a single man, she was very concerned uh, uh, in the early days on uh, if I was eating, <laughs> if I was doing very motherly of me. You know, are you eating? Are you doing this? You know, and she would be the first person to look at you and just go, "You look terrible today." I mean, you look awful. you got to appreciate that uh, honesty. At least and, someone told you. And, and so, uh, uh, long story short, I went over VA, got some help. I really struggled with uh, some alcohol and some other things. And then um, I had some heart issues, and so that really kind of woke me up. And I lost about 40 pounds. And my next story was I lost about 40 pounds. I was on the road with the women's team, and I put on a pair of jeans, and I was walking away, and Coach Kemp just said, Jay. I said, yeah, Coach. She said, come here, come here, in front of the whole team and everything. She goes, I have a question. I'm like, yeah. She said, where did your butt go? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm sorry, what? She goes, you literally have no butt. I'm like, I'm very aware of that. Like, I, I don't really need you to tell me. She goes, I mean, she's like, the jeans, I mean, those are brutal. Like, 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 and I said, well, Coach, honestly, I've lost weight. I'm, I bought new clothes, and, you know, I'm a dude. I don't go buy new clothes if I lose 20, 30 pounds. And so she was hammering me on my uh, just just having no backside. And yeah. so uh, that's the kind of relationship we, we had with Coach Kemp. I think, uh, you know, other memories of, of, of Coach Kemp, uh, a lot are off the court because I got to spend more time. But they're very successful. Three straight uh, NCAA tournaments. I thought she conducted herself well. We'll give you this story. Don Hellman's doing play-by-play. This is sort of one I'll, I'll wrap up on. But uh, Don Hellman's doing play-by-play. I used to sit behind the bench uh, for folks that would remember, and we'd listen to the team huddle. And then we walked into the bench and kind of give a report and, you know, mm-hmm. clean, clean it up a little bit depending on what was being said, whether it was Coach Barto or Coach Kemp at the time. And I'll never forget this. And uh, uh, Don threw it to me. He says, Jay, would Coach F say? I said, well, and I won't, I won't sell the player out, but she said, uh, uh, you know, player A took a shot from the free throw line, and she asked the player, well, why did you take that shot? And the player said, well, Coach thought I could hit it. And Coach Kemp kind of scooted in close and looked at her and said, let me, let, let me assure you of one thing. You cannot. <laughs> you can't hit that shot. You haven't hit it in practice. You haven't hit it at this. You don't hit it in your dreams. You're not taking that shot again. And um, that was kind of <laughs> Coach Kemp, right? You know, she, she didn't really show a lot of emotion. Uh, but when she got fired up, she really did defend her players a lot. Uh, a lot of players have come out and said some things, obviously, 
to get a chance, uh, social media, a lot of a lot of things out there. Uh, she meant a lot to the community, did a lot for ETSU. Great lady, great smile, and will uh, be missed for sure uh, in the ETSU community. Yeah, even I'm just looking at your Facebook post here, and you shared it, and some people chimed in. Very nice lady, so sad. She'll be missed. Many fond memories of Coach. Uh, a lot of good people in East Tennessee. She was one of them. I'll miss her smile in her lap. Obviously had a big impact not only on yourself, but as you mentioned, the community here. Yeah, Coach Kemp, very very loved around here, uh, and uh, we would be missed, obviously, too young, 55 years old. So uh, thoughts and prayer out to her husband, Eddie, and her two kids, Marcus and Lakeisha. So uh, not to bring everybody down. Obviously, it's just news that happens. It's the world, and unfortunately, um, you know, death and taxes and all that good yeah. fun stuff. So we will get into football talk. We'll step aside for a timeout. You had a chance to talk to Bobby Lamb, head coach yes. of the Mercer Bears. Generally, he has good story. He's a funny guy. I don't know if he gave you any funny stories. He's generally a funny guy. Uh, he was a quarterback at Furman, coached at Furman, obviously coached against ETSU now at Mercer. He has great dome stories. But if you get him started on a dome story, you can't get him out of that. So I hope you didn't ask him anything. I did. I, okay, did, I did that last year, so I stayed away from it this year. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame you because if he gets rocking and rolling on that, <laughs> he'll be on it for a long time. Crazy Coach is up as well. So we go the same coach, Bobby Lamb. We go to Crazy Coach. We have great I mean, great sound bites for Coach to break down for us. And then the last segment of the show, the ever-popular... Four Downs. Four Downs with Trey Adams. So don't forget this Sando Sidekick. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. A lot more of the show coming up right for this time. Out to your word from the Buccaneers Sports Network. Congrats. You made it. Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day. You took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1,000,000. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No, no, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart. No, Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today and every day, the 
Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics Program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Santos and the sidekick here on the Buccaneer Sports Network. It is episode 47 today, believe that or not. They still haven't canceled us. We'll just keep going until they do. We are talking ETSU football this segment. You had a chance to talk to the head coach of the Mercer Bears, and this is the only team in the league that the Bucs have faced every single year since ETSU football has been back on campus. Yeah, that's right. And Coach Lamb, you mentioned his deep history in the Southern Conference, and he's been around it for, geez, almost 40 years now. And so he uh, he knows how to win 12 postseason appearances as well. Um, and, and Mercer, while they're maybe struggling a bit defensively this year and with some consistency, Coach talked with us about not only trying to correct that moving forward, but the fact that he really is using specific situational things right now to try to motivate his team. Coach, thanks for taking some time, and it's good to speak with you again. Yes, sir. It's good to speak with you guys. Take us through your year so far, Coach. You've split a pair of top ten matchups, beating Sanford earlier this season, losing to Wofford last week, in between a pair of seven-point losses to Yale and Citadel, also wins over VMI and Western, all that following a loss to Memphis to open your season and a win over Jacksonville the next week. Your level of satisfaction with how things have gone this year so far? Well, yeah, we've been up and down, uh, very inconsistent on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, we've had some injuries we've had to fight through. Uh, and that's not an excuse, but that is the cold reality of it in SCS uh, football. But, uh, you know, we're st- at, at, after seven games, you're sitting here, or excuse me, eight games, you're sitting here, you're still in the hunt, and that's all you can ask for. Uh, as I told our team uh, yesterday, uh, we're sitting here with six teams that have two losses or less in the conference. So in the next three weeks, it's going to be determined whether you're finished first or you finish sixth. So we still got a shot. Have you used that along with last year's result here in Johnson City and the fact that it's homecoming to inspire your team at all? Yeah, I mean, more more so using the uh, fact that, uh, that we're still alive. Uh, you know, last week we went to Wofford uh, and, and controlled our own destiny. Didn't play very well there. Wofford's a really good football team. Uh, and then uh, now we don't control our own destiny, but we're still in the hunt, still in the chase. So uh, more so using that and, and obviously homecoming and coming back to Five Star Stadium. Seems to me, Coach, you look at the defense and it's had its struggles. Where have you seen the breakdowns when they have come for that side of the ball? 
Well, yeah, we've been inconsistent. You know, in, in this league, you play a lot of different schemes on offense, and, uh, you know, we've been really inconsistent uh, uh, in, in a lot of games. Uh, it's really hard to pinpoint. You know, we were out through, without three starters for so long there. Uh, we got those guys back. We, we probably played our best half of defense last week against Wofford, uh, giving up 14 points in the first half, but uh, they were on two long touchdown throws. Uh, but we played really well against the run. But we've got to be more consistent and try to close this thing out and play like we did a little bit last year on defense. Now you look offensively and it seems like your group can be really dangerous no matter who's on the field. In wins averaging over 45 points per game. What is this group's calling card offensively? What does it do so well when it is dominant? Well, I think we've got some really good receivers. Uh, when, when we're making plays, uh, we're making plays down the field with our receivers, our tight ends, uh, in our quarterback position. Uh, you know, we start starter lost. Uh, we lost our starter in game three with a uh, broken collarbone, and then uh, Kalen Riley, who actually started last year, has come in uh, and done a nice job. So uh, when we can run the ball effectively, and we're not going to rush for 250 yards on anybody, but if we can run the ball effectively, uh, we certainly can throw it down the field and make plays. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about the health of a couple key figures on that offense. T. Mitchell injured early on last week. We know how good he can be when he's out there, second in the league in rushing. And then Riley, as you mentioned, freshman of the year last season. How are those two doing in preparation for Saturday? Well, yeah, you know, we had a tough week last week. I think uh, uh, Mitchell went out on the fifth play of the game with a shoulder injury. Riley went uh, at the sixth play of the game, got an ankle sprain, and really hobbled through the game. Uh, but uh, they're day-to-day -day right now, and we're hoping uh, to, to get them ready to go by Saturday. Uh, and they're doing a little bit in practice, but uh, hopefully with this being Wednesday by Thursday or Friday, they'll get a little bit more work. And so right now it's day-to-day -day with both of them. Now, regardless, Coach, of if you have them or not, I imagine you feel very confident specifically in your running game uh, in Tyre Devizen, who's your backup, but puts up some big numbers himself. And then what does Harrison Frost bring if, she, if he should have to be called on? Yeah, you, you look at what uh, Tyree did last week. He, he went in and gained 97 yards rushing against a very difficult defense in Wofford. Uh, so he's a, he's an inside power back that we really like. Uh, and then Harrison Frost came in on that last drive and, and took us down the field and threw his very first touchdown pass since he's been here. Uh, so uh, we feel comfortable with Harrison. Uh, he's gotten some reps this week. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, we're in a situation right now with uh, hopefully we, Riley can play and Harrison can be his back up and then hopefully T can play but we're certainly going to mix Tyree in there as well. What challenges coach as we turn to ETSU side of the ball and a couple more for you before we let you go what challenges does ETSU present for your team that show up differently on film this year as opposed to last year? Well, gosh, you, you, it starts with their defense. Uh, you know, uh, they've got their third in the nation in tackles for loss, uh, and then they've got 28 sacks on the season. So when you look at their defensive line and their linebacker, their front seven, they're really an attacking style defense. I've, I've been knowing Billy Taylor a long time. Billy's done a really good job with that defense. They've got some really good players. So they keep you off balance, and they keep you going backwards. So the key for us is going to be to stay within the chains uh, because you get behind to change they can pin their ears back even better and then offensively you look at what they've done they're, they're so much better uh on offense with their running backs and and certainly uh austin herrick has done an unbelievable job uh, of rallying his team i guess since he came in in the Furman game uh we knew how good he was last year when he, when he beat us up there uh but he he does a lot of damage with his legs he's not the fastest guy in the world but he has a great ability to to feel the pocket and find the gaps and get yards with his legs.
Lastly, Coach, such a big game for both teams. What are you stressing most? What are the keys for your team in order to come out ahead on the scoreboard after 60 minutes on Saturday? Well, every, every week's a different challenge. This week our challenge, again, as I mentioned a while ago, is to stay ahead of the change. We cannot turn the ball over. Uh, East Tennessee is very aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. We've got to make some plays down the field in our passing game. We've got some receivers that we think can do some damage. Uh, and, and then on the other side of the ball, we've got to contain Herrick. And, uh, you know, they do a, such a good job with their run game and their play-action pass game. Uh, we've got to keep them in front and uh, don't let them have the big play. Coach, thank you again for the time. We look forward to traveling Saturday and seeing you. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all down here. Nope. There you I'm go. Get it in a second. Boy. There we go. Bobby Lamb, right Mercer head coach. Some uh, interesting things on the injuries. I don't think we expected anything else. Just basically said day to day. Well, and I watched I watch the uh, the game, and they had uh, T. Mitchell's actually in a sling uh, the whole second half uh, in street clothes uh, for there. So his looked a little more – iffy than what we saw from uh, Riley. Riley actually, uh, honestly, there were a lot of plays you couldn't even tell he had an uh, mm. ankle injury, and they did play Harrison Frost late in the game, but it was 42-14 when he came in, so I think they that was get more of game reps well, just in case. You know, you know, Riley was banged up. Nothing else you're thinking, hey, let's save some hits on him so he's able to, to, to go uh, you know, next Saturday. So I, I fully intend to see Riley in the contest as a starting quarterback, T. Mitchell. I, you know, it's hard to say shoulder injury running back. I don't, yeah. I don't know because a couple more hits on that. I'm, I'm not sure about him. But I mean, it wasn't like uh, 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 Tyre uh, Devison wasn't bad. Well, and, 97 yards and that's on the 18 thing. carries. He's ninth in the league in rushing, and so not that you're wishing injuries on people, sure. right? That's not what we're saying. Oh, no, but no, no, if no. we're gonna have to not face one of the two, whether it be Mitchell or Riley, I'd much prefer to not see Riley at the quarterback position, just because you don't know what's there with Harrison Frost. With Devison, you know that he's a pretty solid back. So with Kalen Riley, he's, you know, behind him, what have you seen from Frost? Well, he was 5'8 yeah, for, yeah. what, 61 yards in the score? But, I mean, aside from that, I mean, what has he shown you? Yeah, and the defensive end, uh, Isaiah Booers, another guy. So I looked up his stats. He has 22 career tackles for a loss and zero this year. That shows you how bad mm -hmm. his leg injury is. It's wow. kept him out of a couple of games. And uh, I said beginning of the year, I thought he was the third best defensive end in the league behind Miles Brown, a seer player. Mm. And, uh, and to me, there's no shock why they're giving up big yards defensively, especially in the run game, when you're talking about a guy like that that's really hobbled and, and, and really just trying to battle the best he can right. uh, out on the field or whatever. So that was our sane coach, Bobby Lamb, our insane coach, crazy coach. We got sound bites for him to break down, and we'll talk to crazy coach right after this time. Out to your word. From Sandos and the Sidekick, don't forget to subscribe on the RSS feed on SoundCloud or on iTunes. And if you don't do that, you can easily get the update every day on Twitter at Bucksports Radio, at Bucksports Radio. And occasionally we go live like we are today on Facebook Live. Sandos and the Sidekick with Crazy Coach after this time out on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks!
The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has an all-new... You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You had me at bacon. Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks, but we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. I got 22 excuses, 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. A red zone defense is like Oprah. Like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. Uh, I got a bunch of mama's boys right now, and uh, we just want buck up and bow our necks, and we got to get through that. We couldn't do diddly offensively. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hello? You play to win the game. I just hope we can win a game. Well, we didn't block it. But we made up for it by not tackling. Ben Wallace and Mo Williams fell down more than a baby learning to walk. Crazy Coach Thursday, one of my favorite bumpers that we play. Uh, some of those sound bites are phenomenal, and we uh, you, I, honestly, we had about 30 more we had to yes. kind of cut down just to make sure we didn't have 32 minutes of sound bites before we even got into the good stuff. But Crazy Coach is with us. Crazy, how you doing on Thursday? I'm doing great. But before we get started, let's go with what's the USA's gymnastics, the girl Simone? 
Is that her name? Simone, Simone Biles. The, uh, yeah, Simone yeah. Biles, yes. So, seriously, we got guys sitting out with bad fingers and bad knuckles, and she performs the other day with kidney stones. She, she did? I didn't even see that. At once. Wow. That's a you know how that is, Jay. I don't want to bring it up, but do you know who else is performing with kidney stones? No. This guy. Matter of fact, I passed one at halftime. Oh. And and listen, it was it, it was so brutal, Coach. Let me tell you, it was so brutal. And this was back when when uh, Don Hellman was uh, actually just helping me with, with some stats. And he just happened to show up to a game, and he's like, "Hey, I'll do some stats for you." Said another. I looked at him at the four minute mark in the first half, and I was dying. And I said, "Don, I've never done this in my life, but you may have to do the second half." Like, Oof. I know you're not scheduled to do any work today, but I, I, I'm. As soon as halftime went, I ran to the men's uh, locker room, the coach's locker room, and and passed it. But uh, oh. l- let me tell you, sitting down and talking, much different than performing, uh, obviously on the the balance beam and a floor exercise. You're not doing and flips the vault. out there. Let's yeah, I'm not doing way, the yeah. vault with kidney stones. So let's give her uh, unbelievable credit for what she did. That's awesome, isn't it? What is? I mean, she's a star. I mean, playing in pain has gone to a new level. Totally agree with you, and of course, good American, good Olympian, right? Brought home the crown. Uh, was the odds-on favorite? Sometimes that didn't work out, but uh, was able to do it last Olympic. I think she's uh, did she go to Georgia, so um, college student, if I'm not mistaken, while she was doing that as well. So, uh, do like to watch her play. I like gymnastics. I have to admit, I am a big fan of gymnastics. Um, uh, not just during the Olympics, but if I flip through channels and it's going on, I don't know. It's a, the one thing I, I do find amazing, Coach, and, and, and uh, uh, you were involved in g- gymnastics at some point in time in your life as well, but um, I'm always amazed because TV, you know, tapes it and plays it all back as if it's all going different times. But in all honesty, all those events are going at once. It's like a three-ring circus. They all kind of go in a, in, at the same time during like a three-minute span. And there's about a three-minute break, and that's when TV rolls back everybody's thing. So I don't know if people realize, you know, how hard it is to keep. It's kind of like an indoor track meet. There's about six things going on at once that you're not real sure what's going on. But if you catch it on TV, you're like, oh, they just did the 60. They just did this event. They did the pole vault. But all that's going on at the same time. It's very tough to keep up with. It's an amazing sport uh, to watch. You see them, and the pounding they take. You know, doing the jumps and stuff is amazing. I mean, they—it's uh, not the brain injuries the football like the football players have sometimes when they're finished playing. But those girls, I mean, the jumps, the pounding. But then, then you see, the first time I w- ever went to one, I was like, "Oh, the balance beam! Look how wide that is!" Until you put your foot on it, and I'm like, "They're doing flips and landing on this thing. They're crazy. I love it. Great athletes. Great athletes." Well, I don't know if I have a good transition from balance beam to uh, some of the sound bites we got, but we got three good bites for you, uh, or at least we got one story and two sound bites, right? Or do we have three sound bites, Mike? No. We talked about this in the break. I know. You go ahead. You go ahead. All right. So, Iona. The, so, so the first thing I'm going to talk about, and I, I don't know if people saw it. We don't have a sound bite, but one of the basketball players at Iona and the coach got into a um, vicious brawl, it sounded like. A, a brouhaha, if yeah. you will. But they did have a – an actual fight breakout. Uh, coach had to go to the hospital. Players been dismissed. All that. My question to you is: It's not so much about that situation because clearly we're, we're not there. We have no idea. And it's you know right now one one guy's saying the other one started and all that. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation, or what was more likely that you were so mad at a player that you wish you could fight the player, or do you think more players really wanted to fight you in the <laughs> locker room? Because I think I know where that's going to go. 
Well, I, I think more players want to fight you. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know you're 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 pushing guys, you're pushing guys, you're trying to push different buttons. It's just uh, you know you got to see how to react, and and guys get so mad they want to come after you. I did have while I was an assistant, I did have a player like just storm off the coach off the court, and and just he was so mad at us. I mean, it was a group effort that day. He was so mad as he, he was going out, he hit the door. He hit the door so hard it fell off, and it was a perfect, perfect result because then all of a sudden all the energy and all the uh, negative energy, the whole team's rolling on the floor. So uh, it ended up well, but uh, no, I mean, I don't think I've ever really wanted to go after a player. Now, um you know, there's a couple guys in the stands a couple times that you really want to go after, but <laughs> couple you can't, parents, you know? right? Couple parents don't lie now. Uh, no, you know what? I, I was pretty blessed. I've never, I never had any, uh, any really crazy parents. I mean, um, you have a couple that they, you know, but they never were at the point where I wanted to go after them. So, I mean. That was my side. They might have had the point where they wanted to go after me, but I, you know, they never brought it to me. So, no, I don't think so. I think that what happened is, is rare. I mean, uh, everybody can always remember the Trail Spreewell story. You know, that's that's the one that comes back that you you go so far that, uh, you know, the kid or whoever the player just uh, whatever for whatever reasons. Uh, somebody snapped i mean it can happen you know it did happen and we don't know the whole situation at iona but uh you know a couple of years ago remember we had iona in the uh in the buck dome yeah in the buck dome and they were uh they were well coached and uh the glover they played kid was unbelievable kinda, they played kind of crazy uh up and down but they were pretty disciplined with how they went about it on the defensive end so uh timmy clues up there has done a great job so i don't I don't know the situation, so but it seems uh, pretty outlandish right now. Crazy coach, my question is, and you talked about Latrell Spearwell. I think he coached, was it PJ Carlissimo? It was PJ. And so, but PJ Carlissimo didn't have to go to the hospital after, whereas this coach ended up in the hospital. Have you ever heard of one as severe as this, or do you have well, knowledge of anything as severe well, as well, this? PJ, PJ had bruising, right? Didn't he have bruising, and you could tell where he was getting choked. It was I don't know if he went to the hospital. No hospital trip though. It, I mean, this is pretty severe, crazy coach. Yeah, I, I don't know um, if you read the article. It sounds like there was it was a serious. Yeah. Like um, he he the kid got him squared up and and knocked him hit him a couple times. But uh, again, it's you know how it it's got to be it's severe, but it's got to you know it's got to be taken to another level until we really find out the the all the facts. So I think I think the the player has filed a police report against the coach. Mm. Wow. So, I mean, that, that's what I was reading uh, maybe two or three days ago. But I never saw him this severe. I mean, it's, you know, you do get intense, but, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty easily crossing the line right there.
Yeah, pretty pretty obvious, I would think. Hopefully they can all move past it and Iona can get their season on track. And hopefully everyone is all right and the coach recovers quickly because injury is severe enough to go to the hospital. I mean, that obviously is something beyond any. We like to make light of coaches, but we certainly hope that that coach, uh, we wish him the best as he recovers. A uh, couple others this week, and we do have sound for these. And we only cut out a very small part of the rant. Apparently, I think it was Nation Christian Academy is the high school or prep school that this man is the, Maine, C- right? yeah, is the CEO of, and uh, he went on a tirade, and the full audio is out there if you want to find it. There is some really dark stuff in this soundbite uh, for the four full minutes that it lasted. We cut out a very small snippet of it. It got much worse than this, but here's a very brief clip. I'm the one thing that you don't want to cross because I'm the dirtiest, baddest mother I mean, it got a lot worse than that, Crazy Coach, where he actually was threatening to deport players, have them <laughs> deported right. out of the well, country. Well, and, and the, so a kid said he wanted to transfer. That's yeah. what started all of this. But this is a high school. And I understand that the, some of the levels ago, right, there's some extra pressure on college because for college coaches, right, it, it's a livelihood, right? you got to feed your family. They're, you know, you wins lots some other things go into that for professional level right it's your profession so so i get like some of it, but it seems i know it's aggressive at any level but at high school that was that was a bit aggressive yeah crazy coach he basically was saying i'll ruin your life uh if you cross me and you don't want to be on my bad side and i'll tell all these coaches that you did this this and this and your future is done if you do this kind of thing to me and blah 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 so unbelievable have you ever seen someone on a coach's side have that ridiculous of a tirade especially against kids that i mean they're so young and not even in college yet well first of all the only good thing is i can say about that he's not a coach right he's not a coach that's the only good thing i mean uh the coaching is a is a great profession that gets knocked a lot of times but if you uh you know, as a coach, you can have a greater influence on kids than, you know, because you're there every day, you're with them four and five hours a day, you can have a better influence than a lot of people that are around. But that was, I don't, I don't even, you know, what can you say about that? It's wrong. And if it continues, how can anybody ever go to that school again? Well, the fact he- that that came out when he said that he wasn't the coach, he was like the CEO, the CEO of the school. yeah, right. I mean, you know, you never know nowadays with all these schools popping up. There's, there's, uh, you know, I don't know how the NCAA is trying to legislate it, but all of a sudden there's a school with eight kids, you know, eight kids, and all they do is travel around the country playing basketball. Um, you know, I don't know if there's football, baseball like that, but it's, you know, basketball because of small numbers, it's, it's probably easier to do. You couldn't have it for baseball or football, but. It's just totally wrong with that. I mean, the the worst part of the whole thing was he came out the next day and said, hey, I, I regret nothing I said. He did. I didn't see that. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, how about that? How about oh. that? And then and he started going on about, hey, that was just three minutes of a 30 minutes. I'm like, well, if we only got three minutes of it, where's the rest of it? Jeez. 
Well, I wonder what, and maybe this is just how I'm not sure the model of prep schools, right? I don't know where certain people come into play with transferring and everything. Firstly, how did he get involved in the first place? What role does he play in the program? Is that Since it's set up the way it is, is he just a big part of well, the entire I, I, thing in if, general? If I read it right, he was a coach at one point mm. and then became, um, as they were coming up with a prep school, that he was um, – Oh, you know what? I think I read through the comments, and there were people sure. saying they remember when he was coaching. Oh, so okay. I think at one time well, he was a not coach anymore, and then went into uh, what, whatever administrative <laughs> role that is. But I, I think there's a couple things. Uh, I've always thought this. Well, with, with basketball, one, it's small numbers. And the other thing, you, you really only need a ball and some gym shorts, right, and some tennis shoes, right? That, so you're not – for football, you got to buy – there's all kinds of equipment. Then you got to travel, you know. Even if it's a high school prep school, I mean, Hargrave Military Academy still carries about 100 guys. I mm. mean, at football, and then you, even baseball, you know, to field teams to travel, that's 30 guys. There's still the bats. There's still other. I mean, in all honesty, the 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 sport is cheap. That's why a lot of soccer academies pop up because again, it's cleats and a ball. It's it, it's let now you still got 30 guys, but there, there's still some things there. So I think that that's part of it. You know, you only need 10 guys maybe in reality, especially at a prep school. Because, I mean, you're not going to carry 15 or 20 because they're just not going to play that many guys. I'm glad that we're all in agreement that he needs to go. Whatever role he was in, is in now, why he's in the situation in the first place, and the fact that he doubled down on it. I mean, that's just deplorable. Okay, one more for you, Crazy this Coach. going to be a fun one. And this is from uh, Ben Parrish. Passed this along. Our guy uh, listens to all the shows from our understanding. Big follower of the Bucks, big fan of the Bucks, And he clued us into this one on Sunday. It is a gem. A lot of criticism of Taylor. How, how vital was it to you that, that he gets off to a good start in this game? Criticism where? From where? Outside. Noise. From where? Twitter, That's, radio. Yeah, oh, I'd hard. give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then Crazy Coach started, crazy coach started kind of laughing right but before the end. But there was a, yeah, basically a fart noise with his mouth and gave the thumbs down to Twitter. Now, my favorite part of that is that the reporter who was asking Coach Gundy about the criticism didn't even know where it had come from. And you could hear the PR guy, the SID, whoever it may have been in the background, saying, where'd you hear it, radio, Twitter? Just tell him. And, and that's when Coach Gundy jumped in and gave it the Twitter doesn't even matter to me and so coach Gundy with the fart Classic noise in the again. press conference is that something you ever turn to crazy coach no but <laughs> that is that is classic I mean really I mean let's think about that you're gonna bring up criticism from Twitter so criticism from Twitter we're talking Twitter I mean I mean I might go Iverson on us we're talking Twitter I'd say, I, well, my theory was, too, uh, Coach, was I think the outside noise was that guy. Yeah. And he just didn't want to say, well, I'm criticizing him. I, think yeah. he, I didn't think he, he had enough gall about him to say, well, I've written articles that I don't think he's doing a very good job. Well, that's, that's another thing. When you, when you go into a press conference and you hear questions where you reference somebody else, right there I'd say, okay, this is what this guy thinks. He just doesn't have the courage to say it. Yeah. So, you know, that's the battle, you know. Yeah, crazy coach. I I think that you – with your hate of media, generally I don't agree. And, and you make it pretty no, but but this, I think this is where you and me can see eye to eye on media. Th- this was very poor just in general, and he had well, no idea where it was coming from. It's not a hate of media. It's just like you, you, you're always in that position where –
they ask you questions sometimes where you're not allowed to answer. And that's, and then they have get mad at you with medical stuff and, you know, school stuff and suspension stuff. And you really, you want to tell them the truth, but you're not legally allowed to. I mean, I've had guys at different places in 25 years that, okay, look, I'm going to tell you the truth, but, you know, you can't report it. And they won't. I mean, but they'll report something because, you know, that's their job. And they have to go about their job. I mean, keeping people informed about the different programs. But you know, you're always caught in, in, in a balance. But I still love Mike. What a great, what a great response. <laughs> that that goes up. To, that's awesome. And uh, I would have loved to seen it. I didn't see it, but I would have loved to see like the rest of the reporters what the reaction was. I mean, can, I don't know if you can. I mean, has anybody got video where you can see all the other well, reporters? It, what kind of reaction it was? No, uh, the the most I've seen. Cause I'll, I'll look it up after uh, Ben Pear shared it with us, and uh, everybody seems the couple things I've I found it at it was all kind of cut at that point. It's, yeah, it's very specific to that. But it's just, seconds, yeah. but it's kind of classic because they freeze frame it with his thumb down. Yeah, right after he made the noise, it's the perfect face for just like. Buddy, get out of here! Like I'm not listening to that. So it's just unbelievable. That's awesome. Well, and, and now awesome. th- th- this is the same guy. But remember, Mike Gundy, how he went on the "I'm a man, I'm a 40" was the same similar thing that people were criticizing a quarterback, and he's like, "Why are you attacking the kid?" You're blaming him for things that really weren't his fault. So I kind of had this conversation with Coach Sanders yesterday because you know the three interceptions for Austin Herring really weren't his fault. One receiver fell down. One, the tight end, Nate Atkins, was supposed to stop. That's the route. He kept running, so it, was, it looked like it was thrown behind him, but it was Atkins' fault. And he had a ball tipped at the line, and, and that kind of happened. But he's like, you know, quarterbacks get criticized. I think that was what Coach Gundy was trying to say. And then uh, and then the guy that wrote the article, he goes crazy, and that's when he started to go, pick on me, I'm a man, I'm 40, the famous quote. So it's not like Mike Gundy hasn't defended his players before over all this. I think that that's the biggest laugh we've heard out of crazy coach. We need more fart noises on the show is what I'm understanding from this segment. <laughs> He's a simpleton. Well, what's the one with, Tom, with uh, Coach Tom Sula, the football coach, where all of a sudden you hear that noise, and it's like, did he just do that? I mean, it was like he was being interviewed, and all of a sudden you hear a Whoop! And you're like, where'd that come from? <laughs> you got to track that one down. That's a classic one, too. So, maybe we'll throw that but, in the bumper. Hey, oh, what, yeah. hey we got to get back. You know, Coach Sanders, I mean, yes. I somebody needs to talk to him. He can't be this smart. I mean, I think he's a pretty good coach. He's pretty smart. But you don't come into a program and in the first year win the championship. That's a bad move. <laughs> you got to throttle it <laughs> the down. The bar right? is too high. You only got to. Hey, hey, I've heard coach tell other people that. I heard him say, "Listen, uh, you got Once you get to this win total, you got to throttle it down. Then the next year, win a few more. If you come in here with ten wins, buddy, you're just struggling the rest of the time. I've heard you say yeah. that to coaches. Hey, uh, you, you know, you only get to play so many games in your life. You got to go out there and play them, and and they're doing a great job. And I just wish him continued success. Thanks, Coach. All right, Coach. Great stuff. We'll talk to you next Thursday. There he is. He's gone. He's right. gone. That's he it. Didn't even Trey hey, Adams no, down in studio didn't even give him a check. goodbye. Yeah, come on. Trey, Trey. Adams is like out. Oh, yeah. Bang. That's yeah. it. Done. We'll hear Your from time him next is second. Over. You're over because Trey Adams wants to talk about four downs. <laughs> That's right. He wants more time, less time for crazy coach. All selfish right. Trey. Santos and the sidekick with a selfish Trey Adams after this from the Buccaneers Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. 
Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole, the clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. Four. Now. Four. Now. Four. 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 Now. Fantastic. Is this a Halloween edition, Trey Adams? It is, yes. Oh, yeah. And, and I would like to say something. I gave Crazy Coach uh, 1,000, 1,000, 2,003, and then he didn't say anything. So I don't believe that for a second. I, well, you know. Negative. Well, it's true. Nobody's buying that. It's true. Let's get it going. First down. All right, so staying in the Halloween spirit, uh, where is Halloween in your power rankings of holidays oh love that question i love the themed four downs where's it for you two number two number i like eating number one is thanksgiving bar none it is the best holiday of all time we should have it monthly there should be a monthly thanksgiving that is a holiday that you can make a lot of food if you want to get with family one month friends and eggs or whatever you should have a monthly thanksgiving that is it for me one is that two uh, Halloween because there's food and candy? Three Easter's pretty good because of that. Uh, four New Year's Eve, right? That's always pretty mm, solid. Sure. There's a lot of food, get together, uh, and then Christmas. I would say after that. So number six, right behind Arbor Day for me. Go ahead. Second down. All right. What is the best costume you've ever had for Halloween? Mm. 
I enjoyed your kids' costumes this oh, year. I did that not. were horrifying. I, did I mean, not. they were terrifying. That was, uh, Is I, Sunny I, on the broadcast right now? Can she explain? Uh, was she trying to make your kids look like the Reaper? I can because they very well. Uh, well, one, uh, one was Pennywise, the clown from It, okay. and the other one was Billy, okay. uh, the toy doll and Saul that rides the tricycle. Uh, so I'll, I drive in the driveway, and there they are, and I'm like, "Are you are you kidding me? Like what?" But yes, I was very dumbfounded by that. Um, not happy uh, whatsoever. So, uh, best costume for me though, I don't I'm know. having a tough time. Yeah, with it. I don't. I once dressed up as Gumby, and I had a pokey. You know, that's like the 80s. That's oh, Freddy Krueger one here. Freddy yeah, Krueger, yeah, yes, okay. Yeah, Probably didn't have to do much for that. Yeah, and all that. Right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. How to, You've Trey, semi-stumped sorry, us on second down. Trey, I'm 41. I've had a lot of costumes. Okay. okay, how about third down? Third down. All right, how about scariest Halloween character? What is the scariest Halloween character? Saw. Well, it's not really Halloween. Theme. It isn't? I mean, Was no. that Christmas? What did no, I mean, Saw come I mean out? it's not a... No, it actually came out in the, the fir- very first one came out. Uh, it did come out in November. Oh, okay. I thought they always released uh, one on Halloween. Yeah, they kind of did because it was just horror-based, but, okay. but there's no real tie. Whatever the guy that takes his head off and then throws it at you, isn't that a guy? The Headless Horseman? Yes, yeah. yes. That's very there's scary. A, there's some bitmojis on uh, Snapchat right now that have you handing your head to someone else as Headless Horseman. Is his horse a pumpkin, or am I making that up? His horse is not a Pumpkin, his horse isn't a pumpkin. Is his head a pumpkin? Is yes, his head is. His head is a pumpkin. His horse being a pumpkin wouldn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I was confused about it. His head is a pumpkin. He could throw his head at you. That that'd be pretty scary. Yeah, terrifying. Fourth down. And to finish this up, the age-old question: the best and worst candy. Ooh, worst candies, candy corn. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Brutal. We have a consensus. Candy corn is the worst candy. Is it even a candy? Now, Trey Adams, you said that you saw some, uh, like a breakdown of a map of the 50 states where best candy was named, favorite candy of citizens, and Tennessee was candy corn? Yes, uh, on multiple oh. maps. Not just one, but multiple oh. maps. No. Look, Tennessee's no. a great place, Brutal. but what in the world? Big, big Reese Cup guy. Love oh, Reese Cup. Number too. one. Love it. Wow. Best Reese candy Cup. around. Yep, yep. Reese Cup guy. Rather than at the movie theater, Halloween, I'm big Reese Cup. Also, uh, I like. Uh, Laffy Tappies or Airheads. I like the Sour stuff. Worms. Those are oh, really yeah, good. The, the Starburst is really good. The Hershey's Starburst Cookies and Cream I just had a couple days ago. Oh, man, fantastic. Yeah. Crunch, Kit Kat, Twix, 100 Grand, Skittles. any of those. Yeah, it's lunchtime. Okay. I, like I like the Tropical Skittles. Those ones that have a little diverse flavors. Those are really good. There we go. Four oh, down, candy. Halloween. Delicious. Nobody likes candy corn. I gorge myself on candy. Candy corn. <laughs> Terrible. Except for all of Tennessee, be- apparently. All right, what do we got tomorrow? Route tree. Route tree. We'll break down the game. Bold predictions. Bold predictions. Sandos and the sidekick. Very festive. And that it is. That's when we'll be back with you tomorrow. Another edition of Sandos and the sidekick. That'll do it. Buccaneer. Sports Network.